Movie Podcast. Hey guys, uh, welcome to another episode of the Fucking Movie Podcast. Uh, with me as always is Jared. And today we have special guest filmmaker Chris Vanderhorst. Hey, how's it going, Chris? Chris fucking Vanderhorst. That's right. Good Chris man. Thanks for having me, bro. I appreciate it. I always thought his middle name was Chad, too. Chad? Chad. Christopher Chad Vanderhorst. Uh, hmm. Interesting. No, nah, I don't know. He just said that and I went with it. No, I just, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Christopher Chad. I don't. Hmm, I don't know. No, we need to give you a a nice strong German Irish middle name. Isn't that what they said in uh in your episode of mm-hmm. Operation Repo? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. If you don't if, if you don't know Chris Vanderworth, look him up on uh Operation Repo. He slapped right. the shit out of that. Of all of all the credits, yes. Look up uh Operation Repo. <laughs> Operation Repo. <laughs> I never heard of until I saw this clip. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard of the show until that either. Um, people would call my dad and ask if I was really homeless. I remember me and you, like when we were roommates in Burbank, we went walking down the street and somebody saw you and they're, oh my God. And I was like, they probably think you're uh, Marlon Wayans. And they come up there, you slap Matt on Operation Repo. And I'm like, oh, they recognize you for you. Like, ridiculous. Did, did, yeah. did you parlay that into like donations or anything? I should have. I should have hindsight, man. I could have done like appearances at clubs or something. Yeah. Oh my great. god! This was before GoFundMe too. You could have been like, I, I got kicked out of my car that I was living in. Exactly. I think it was hilarious because you didn't even have a car. I'm like, how in the world are you going to get kicked out of a car whenever you don't have one? Which exactly. I mean, you could have been truthful, and that would have made you even more sad. Maybe. Right. Yeah. Maybe one of us had one, but we were always driving other people's. Exactly. Weird. I, I want to tell a story, but I don't think people will know the story that, about us driving a car and we're using the rear view thing. And on the rear view, everything looked fine until we heard bang. Yeah. I'm not going to say whose car that is. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It's only going out to the world. Like I had 18 whole viewers on the last or listeners. So, you know, 18 people that might hear the story. There we go. Here we go. Uh, rolling. Let's get to 19, baby. 19. <laughs> we, are, we are coming out to the information superhighway on this one. Yeah. Um, so Listen, uh, Joe Rogan started with 18. Yeah. Well, I mean, like. Probably not. But I think he was probably bringing at least some people over from UFC or even yeah. news radio fans. Yeah, no. maybe it's all yeah. news radio fans, all of them. His first news one was 18, and I'm sticking to that story. I, I believe it. It was all 18 of us news radio fans. Myself, <laughs> my brother, and the other 16 people. <laughs> I guess I was included because I used to watch that. There you go. So there, there I know who one of the 16 is now. Um, so, Chris, uh, why don't you uh, – I'm, I'm, I'm starting where I, like, always ask people, what got you into movies and filmmaking? What sparked the interest? Uh, I think it's similar to you guys. My parents let me watch whatever the fuck I wanted to watch. Um, but they sat right next to me when I did it. So I, we just watched all kinds of movies. Yeah. Dirty Harry, National Lampoon's Vacation, Scarface, <laughs> Exorcist, Halloween. And I loved it. You know, so I just became obsessed. And we bought, my dad bought a VCR. Then we would go to, we lived in the Air Force Base. We would go to the, the uh, rent of, of another VCR. And we would rent like three or four movies. And we would dub those movies. Oh, oh yeah. I know, but I was a kid. I didn't yeah. know. We would copy those movies. 
every week we would go and we get like four movies and copy them. And I would just watch yeah. them over and over and over. And I just loved it. I think it's funny. Like, I don't know if everybody uses the word dub, but I know in North Carolina, almost everybody uses the word dub for that. Yeah. yeah. Dub, dub that tape. We definitely did. When my dad used the, you know, copy, which actually sounds more illegal. Yeah. Right. It sounds right. like you're not doing anything wrong. Yeah, I'm just going to dub this real quick. Exactly. Which yeah. I will say that practice led to some weird edits because I had a, a single tape with the Star Wars trilogy on it as a kid. And I was always missing like the first five minutes of Empire Strikes Back and then the last five minutes. So it wasn't until I was a teenager that I actually uh, was able to see the beginning and actual end of the movie. Mm. Yeah. I hated when you were watching a movie that was recorded like this and you're watching you're getting all into it and all of a sudden it turns into a different movie like because somebody oh. i hated yeah. that so much the worst was you had between the pick between sp mm-hmm. lp and slp yeah yeah you, would, you yeah. would use the extended one the, the one that you could do six hours on yeah yeah and you didn't realize until you watched it, like how shitty your movie looked. It looked like trash. Yeah. It was so muddy. But you're like, well, I can record more. <laughs> right. So do you want more or do you want to see the movie? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, you could experience the movie. True. I just know when I recorded, I recorded National Lampoon's Vacation. And then when uh, Clark, the banana scene, mm-hmm. um, I used the extended play. And then the breasts were just, they were muddy. There were no detail in the nipples, and I was very disappointed. So always, if you were dub off of, if you were cool TV, use the, the standard play. And it, for, for, for people like that, uh, don't you know that DVD was just like a miracle? It's like, I can pause it, and it'll stay paused? No, okay, so my first DVD player, you can hit the A, B button. You hit it first. It stop, starts, and you hit the B, and it stops, and it loops Whatever you oh, select. Oh, yeah. I forgot about it. it was like repeating a scene. Like, it was only a few days ago. I remember the, like some of the first DVDs you had to flip over. Yeah. It's like my first Goodfellas DVD was like, yeah. you reach the end of side A. I'm like, what? Yeah. I, yeah, uh, I had heat and you had to flip it over. Yeah. No. Okay. There was a good handful of those. And they, they were always the ones that were in those stupid snapping cases. Yep. Terrible. <laughs> Chris, why don't, why don't you uh, run down real quick uh, some of your, like, uh, what is it that you have done in the film industry? Like, I, obviously, you directed, you know, Lifelike, and, but what has what your career been like in the film industry? Um, when I first came to L.A., I did acting, so I did some commercials. Um, and then I got on set, and I did, you know, some short films with some friends. I did a couple of super indie uh, feature films. Um mm. I was on the uh, camera crew. And then I started making my own stuff. A couple of yeah. short films. Um, friend of mine, I shot their web series. We did like, a, they did 110 episodes. I think I was on for like 70 of those episodes. And then um, I helped some people make some pilots. Um, and now now I'm concentrating on writing pilots as well. So Yeah. I also remember we had like, a couple of ideas for like web series we were going to do. One of them was Fiends. Fiends. And I think we got one episode that was completely done right. And then the other one, or I said completely done right, other than the sound. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, and then the other one, I I spliced two different episodes, pieces of them together to make an episode. But I'm like, oh, man, I wish, right. I wish we would have finished that. That, that was funny. It like, was funny. Especially yeah. Dan's character. 
Yeah, Dan killed it. Dan, Dan was playing a sleazy landlord, and he just like it, it was some of the funniest stuff ever. Every every episode, he would come and put an ordinance on our on our wall, and yeah. it'd be the most ridiculous things. Like one of them, I think he said something about he came out of our bathroom. We heard a flush, and he came in and he slapped the ordinance on the door. He's like. This is the ordinance for uh, flushing 20 pounds of raw meat or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Dan was good. Dan, Dan's a sharp improver. Uh, he's going to be on nice. our uh, next episode after this one. Oh, nice. What's We're the... going to talk about Mel Brooks movies. Oh, he's the guy for that, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I, I just want to say also, if nobody's seen your short life flight, that they need to check that out because it's a really good short film. No, you, you can link that. I will. Um, I will. Yeah, so <laughs> you can just direct them to whatever this is going to be on. You can add the fucking link. I will yes. add the fucking link to the fucking YouTube, I guess, because I didn't really see an option on the, uh, and like I'm new to doing podcasts. So I, when I was looking, you know, at the description, I didn't see an option for links. Well, for people that can't use the links, you just need to verbally speak out the link. Uh, YouTube. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's HTTPS <laughs> and, and like a colon and some other stuff. But it's easier to just type in in your YouTube Chris Vanderhorst because I think he's the only one in existence. No, there's some other fucking, there's like two other Chris okay. Vanderhorst jackasses out there. You gotta fight oh, wow. those guys now. You gotta fight for your right to Vanderhorst. There can only be one. I will. Oh, yeah, they're gonna see me. The Highlander of Vanderhorst. Um, what, are you your, what, are you, what are you doing with your leg there? What's happening? Huh? What, what's, what's happening with your pants? I'm scratching. I, 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 oh, you're talking to him. I'm not doing anything with my pants. Like, like I got a bite, a mosquito bite, I'm scratching. It's itchy. Got it. Just checking. Just checking. Professional. What do you How think? How's it unprofessional? Like, you're the one that set the camera where you go. Oh, actually, I did. Damn it. Yeah, he's the one that did the camera. I, I realized I had my foot in the frame. I'm like, oh, that's unprofessional. I moved it. Now, for those of you that are only hearing this, I'm about to move the camera. <laughs> for those of you that are only hearing this, uh, oh. uh, yeah, I was scratching my leg. So, His yeah. leg. His leg. My leg. My leg. If he was doing anything else, Chris, it's a compliment to him, though. You're not True. trying to... Yeah. Yeah. It would make him some sort of circus freak. It would, if you're scratching that low. I mean, I don't that think... That is kind of crazy. There wouldn't even be, like, a, a rolling porn for you. It would be like, nope. Nah, that would... That, that, yeah, that, that would that would be, die. like, you'd be behind a paywall, and people would... You know, right. That would be, like, a person that throw it over their shoulder and just walk around. You have to buy socks for your nuts. <laughs> yeah, you just... Uh, it's a wheelbarrow or something. Mm-hmm. One of those dog carts that they like push dog strollers, you know? With the little wheels that the dogs with no hind legs have? Oh, yeah, like one of those, the cripple dogs. <laughs> Nut wheels? I, I'm just thinking about that episode of South Park where Randy's carrying around his nuts on the wheelbarrow. Oh. You don't remember that one? No. That was a, that was a joke in Johnny Dangerously, too. It's uh, like, I forgot what caused it, but something like causes nuts to be big like that, and he's just wheelbarrowing it around. Like elephantitis? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I can't remember. It's been a while. Randy's kind of become the star of that show, I've noticed. I haven't seen it in I don't know how long. Yeah, I probably haven't seen an episode in like 10 yeah. years. Well, this is probably 10 years ago. I don't know. Oh. But anyway, what were we uh, doing this podcast about again? Uh, uh, Halloween. Oh, Texas. Oh, Texas? Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Texas Chainsaw. The new one? 
we're no, doing, the whole thing. We're doing it on the uh, entire mixed the up thing. continuity of the Texas Chainsaw. Where's the massacre? These things. The whole thing. Okay, that's a lot. So let's, I guess, start off by talking about the first one. I mean, it makes sense. All so, right. we'll we'll defer this to you, Chris, since you're the 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 humongous Texas Chainsaw fan with yeah. the shirt. Yeah, show off the tattoo of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre you got. Nah, he's got a tattoo of. Uh, oh, it's Freddy. Freddy. Oh. Oh. Darn. Darn. Ah, Damn, should I come back for the, another episode? Did we miscast? No, we're going we're gonna to do another episode with you doing the, the first Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, I don't sure. know when, but we're doing it. I and can then scratch the chainsaw on real quick. Or something. You can scratch the yeah, chainsaw. Just put the Saw's family in a pin. Right. And I can do that myself, actually. So what you can do is do it, get a tattoo of the hitchhiker with the camera on your arm. Actually, that's not a bad fucking tattoo right there. Like, you mm-hmm. just kind of genius an idea in my brain you can get a facial tattoo of the hitchhiker's birthmark oh man yes Yes. it's just a tattoo of the birthmark or like Uh, the mannequin that gets run over at the end just like a mannequin waving his arms yeah kind of going up like a you know that poor guy poor man oh is it a mannequin i'm sure it wasn't a man it was a man i ran over mannequin man (laughs) that's that's the new installment mannequin a texas chainsaw story it would be better it would would be better than the new one Eh, probably so we'll we'll get to the new one yeah at the end i think yeah we'll save that we'll save the last for last the last for last um yes all right so first movie what is it and i'm asking both of you that makes this movie so great. Like, what if you had to pinpoint, like, not just one thing, but the things that make this movie so great and so memorable as a horror film? Uh huh. You, you go, Chris. Because uh... well, the easiest thing is um, I'm going to compare it to, or I'm going to contrast it with Scream. And okay. I love Scream. Don't get me wrong, but in Scream. Their friends are dying, yet they are witty as fuck. Mm-hmm. They have jokes. It's not the end of the world. It's not the worst day ever. And it should be. Your friends are dead. Yeah. So in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, their friends are dying, and you can tell they yeah. are they're going to be fucked up in the head for life. And if you look at the ending of the film, yeah. yes, she got away, but her life is ruined. Ruined. Actually- that is the very point that I brought up with Jared many times. Like she's the only, I guess, final girl that looks like she is screwed up for life. Right. And a close second is Halloween at the Mm -hmm. end. Jamie Lee Curtis looks um, like she'll never really be the same again. Um, But there is a difference. Like there's a huge difference. Michael didn't make her eat like her friends with them or, you know, right. right. Like you can tell, like she'll be kind of messed up, but Sally is like, she's just done. But she's done. Yeah. And that's realistic. That's actually one of the points I brought up when I first saw the trailer for the new one. I know we're not going to get into it yet, but like that she didn't look like she was messed up. No. She didn't look like the same woman. No. Obviously. Well, now you know what I mean. (laughs) I'm not me. I'm meaning like same character. Yeah. Um, So I just love it. It's a simple story. Mm hmm. Executed well, no gimmicks. 
um, realistic. It's dark, and it's all and most of it takes place during the day, yeah. which I thought was genius. Um, when she walks into the house and stumbles, and just, she's surrounded with bones and feathers. Yeah, that's real, and especially if you've ever been or lived in the country. Like that's real to be around yeah, those yeah. things. And, and that's that's actually was what I was going to say about uh, something I don't think it gets brought up much is that uh, especially if you've lived in the country. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is one of those few movies you can actually smell. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, like, especially if, if you grew up in a rural area, there's a lot of that. It's like, oh, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. this place stinks. Yeah. It, like, it is a, yeah, like, I mean, from the first time I saw it, it was like, yep, I know what that smells like. Yeah. That, that, oh. The gas station, it's like, I know what that place smells like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just there's this uh god the the word gritty i think it's thrown around and and texas chainsaw massacre a lot but it really is i mean like it comes down to there's a there's this kind of earthiness but not like i don't know earth child hippiness it's more like you know rot and and decay and like it is and it's palpable uh, on the screen very much Uh, i love the gas station scene when Yes. Um, the cook walks over and he's talking to them. He walks to the van and that guy walks over. But as soon as the cook walks back, the guy just stops what he's doing and walks back. Like he's, like he can't not be by his side. Like when he moves, he moves. Um, yeah. It still makes me laugh every time I watch it, that poor guy. And it's just, and it's, it's not super huge plot point, but it just shows you where you're at in America. Like this guy, yeah. obviously like something's wrong with him mentally. Well, it's like when they when they pull up and they, you see the, the guys that were obviously like guys that used to work at the, the meat packing plant. They're all they seem nuts. Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, like these are the harmless ones, right? Yeah, it's crazy. They set they set that movie up perfectly um, when they go and meet all those guys, um, and then it's a crazy drunk guy who gives you know the little speech. Yeah, that part is so great to me. So great. Like I love when Halloween movies have a character that's like just warning you of dread like like right. uh Friday 13th 1 and 2 with, yeah. uh, what is his name crazy, crazy ralph crazy ralph yeah is he only in two he's only in the first two yeah they they have a character that kind of like replaces him in which one is it five six oh six okay and uh crazy right. ralph does the narration in one of them does he really yeah, there, there's like one of the movies the actor actually did like the narrated recap for, like after the character had been killed. Oh, wow, hmm. I, I know that. that. He, um, I love that character. He should have got it like a spinoff show. Yeah, crazy rap adventures. Like the, it should have been like a, um, like a Tales from the Crypt kind of, kind of show. He warns people when they don't listen. <laughs> yes, He's like you're all doomed. You're all watching this. this. That's the name of the show. You're all doomed. Or or a death curse, just called a show death curse. Yes, yes. Every oh, episode, God. they all die at the end, and, and Crazy Ralph is like, I was right. Another right? person that comes to the show is Carrie's mom. Is the, you're all, They're all going to laugh at you, show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like a whose line is it anyway? Yeah. Right? Except it's not funny at all. Except right. a bunch of introverts, <laughs> like, you know, right. doing bad improv. I love it. I love it. Um, I, I love in the uh, 
original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, how this movie slowly ramps up and it never stops ramping. It's just got this steady incline right to the end. And then it's just like off. Yeah, off. Like, no, no silliness. It's yeah. over. Get out. Get out. And I don't feel good. like I've never seen another horror movie ramp up in the same way this one does. Like, I feel like that's the only one I've seen just have that steady incline to the perfect climax and then off. Yeah, there's no denouement to it. It's just like she's in the back of the truck laughing her head off, and that's it. Yeah. I mean, they did it right. They did that movie. Everyone did their job perfectly. I mean, I watch it. I've seen, I don't know how many times I've seen this movie, but I can't find one thing I don't like. Yes. Franklin? Well, I don't like Franklin, (laughs) but it's like. I love Franklin. Well, here's here's how I feel about it. Franklin is a guy I love to see get chainsaw. <laughs> no, listen, he's up. He's mad at the world. He's got a, he got dealt a bad uh, set of cards and he's, he's a mad guy. He's just mad. He's always mad. We, watched of, we watched a showing of Texas chainsaw with some people in Goldsboro. And yeah. like, uh, as soon as Franklin got cured, uh, killed we stood up and cheered yes. and everybody was like staring at us like what the hell's wrong with you i'm like it's like i hate cripples i just like to see him die <laughs> leave poor franklin i'm team franklin all the way poor uh, franklin. I'm, I'm 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 team leatherface and chainsaw <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm team <laughs> drayton sawyer the chili cook off yes <laughs> part two which is my favorite part of that movie we'll get to it yeah. but it's like I, I think the bulk of it like uh the texas Chainsaw Massacre is um, is a movie with the perfect title. Yeah, it yeah. is. Well, I mean, it's not really a chainsaw massacre. I mean, he kills Franklin with it. It's a it's a Texas Texas camera, camera massacre. massacre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually, you're right. Oh, and I love this. This is something that that I've talked about many times with you, Jared. I love that it doesn't look like the first couple of kills are are done like planned it looks like he was just surprised he's like oh shit there's somebody in my house bow and that's right (laughs) i don't think the other movies ever got back around to was leather faces that's um like the family dog right i mean he doesn't even know what he's doing he's like "Uh, uh, right in my house Uh." he's so distraught in the first one when he sits by the window Uh Yeah, he's like, he freaked out. He don't know why these people are like, coming in. Why are they in the house? Right, exactly. I mean, can you blame the guy? No. Nah. It's like, like he's going to get yelled at. I mean, Drayton's going to poke him with he's a stick or something. Right. You, you broke the door. Look <laughs> no. what your brother did to the door. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Leatherface. Poor Franklin. Yeah. Leatherface and Franklin are like. He's in a pod. Yes. I mean, and they came together with a, via chainsaw. Briefly, they met. They could have been great friends. They would have been great friends, except one of them killed the other when the first time they met. But so, I mean, I I also think that the roles that that Leatherface plays is interesting because at first he's like the uh, the the butcher, then he's like the maid, and what else the is maid? He? And then he's just kind of the. I think he's just dressed up for dinner. Yeah. So it, yeah, it's interesting to me. It's almost like he takes on the roles that they don't have in the family. It's like, oh, we right. need this, and he's there. Right. And he's yeah. there. He's he's us. Like he's there for the family. Whatever they need, he supplies. He's such a great guy. He has he a bad reputation. He's got a big heart. He does. He does. He does. He might be the most gentle 
brutal killer in any of these movies. I actually, I do think that's true. Like, I mean, I don't think, I think at the end of the day, I don't think that Leatherface had you not thrown him in that family. I don't think he would be a killer. I think it's well, that family specifically. Of course, think, yeah. That, that's kind of unique to him is that he's one of the few of these, uh, oh, God, I hate to call uh, First Text Chance on Massacre a slasher movie because it really it's isn't. not. The uh, sequels are. But he, I wouldn't call him evil. No. Uh, I don't think there's any real evil in him. Uh, yeah. He's just a dumb brute. Right. Yeah. He does what his family tells him to do. And out of out of the three, I think that maybe the hitchhiker is the most evil. Oh yeah, so yeah, he yeah. And Drayton, he's got like this subtle under the surface evilness to him. It's like I just can't stand killing. And he's poking the girl with a stick. I love how he goes in and out. Because one minute he's like he care like he was he's worried about this girl, and the next minute yeah. that goes and he's poking her, and laughing, and then he's like, ah, oh, we should this shouldn't be happening. Well, I think poking. the care is is him putting on an act, but I still think he might be slightly cowardly compared to the rest of them and the fact that he just doesn't want to admit that he's just psychopathic too. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Right. it's and Grandpa, I don't think he was ever a killer. I think that he's just so out of it. They're just like, Grandpa, I get her. <laughs> he's apparently from the force. Yeah. Um, man... Uh, I didn't, I've never noticed it the first probably 20 times I watched it, but when Grandpa is sucking on that, uh, the blood on her finger, yeah. do you see him like doing his yeah. little arms and feet? I didn't even yeah. notice it in my first few times watching it, and then I started noticing just like, man, he really is really enjoying sucking on that fucking finger. He's in like a they're Cosby probably, dance. They've probably, been feeding, <laughs> they've probably been feeding him nothing but human blood and all this stuff so he's like oh it's food time yay well for me it's like it's i feel like it's been a while since they had some human blood that's why he's really like oh i got you and it's so good to him because it's been like a few weeks a few months since i had human blood oh my god oh my god they they brought us the blonde girl yeah. Right, right. I thought you would. She's mostly clothes. He didn't see her. He didn't know what he was doing. He's just like, oh, this tastes good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I love the the first one established that shot. That low angle mm-hmm. walk to the house shot. Yeah. And went uh, under the swing. Yeah. And a lot of them, a lot of them re- tried to recreate. Thank um, God they do. It's like I've I've noticed also that that um a lot of the sequels are trying to overuse the noise yeah. and like it doesn't work in the sequels the way it does in the first. I, I, I just, for, for all my own perverse amusement, I want to see the next one, like somebody using an iPhone, the little flash goes off and it makes a man. It's like, yeah, come on. Yes. Like that just, oh, that'd be great. Yeah. This is the ringtone. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we'll do. Okay. At the end of this, we will uh we'll do a, a, a jam session where we make a Texas chainsaw reboots sequel, you know, remake, and we'll make it as dumb as possible and we'll see if it's still better than in half of these. It will be. I assure yes. you. Yes. All right. They are is, is there anything we haven't uh that's super important we haven't covered yet on the first one? I mean I mean, we probably can talk forever, but we can move on because I'm sure we'll double back to 
the original stuff. All right, let's let's move on to Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two. Yay! Which oddly enough, I don't like as much as most people. No, no, I don't. I don't think that's true. I think most people actually don't like that one. I love uh, it. Yeah, it's great. It's the first uh, one I saw. It, uh, it's uh, and I think I've said this. I, I can't remember if I said this on the the first podcast or I've just said it privately. It's like it's the Gremlins two of the Texas Chainsaw. Movies. I can I can see that. I can see that. It's like I mean I think Toby Hooper knew it's like I can't do that again. Right, but I, think but I can get characters and just let the, the crazy personalities just run. Right. I think my problem is I saw the first one first, and then I knew that he was directing the second one, and then I got like a little bit of the plot, and I'm like, oh, uh, uh, what is his name? That's hunting down Leatherface, the actor. Um, Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper is hunting down Leatherface, and I'm like, that sounds awesome. And then I watch it, and I'm like, this isn't the movie I pictured in my head. Like I was picturing what felt like the first movie, but oh, like a follow up. No, no, no. As long as you know that it's not that. Yeah. I mean, I think the Breakfast Club poster should have like clued you in. Well, I didn't see oh, the poster. Oh, you didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's God, weird. I love it's weird because it's the first one I had ever saw. It came on HBO when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I guess my dad recorded it. I don't remember recording it, so I watched it, and it fucking creeped me out, especially because I was really young. The when he goes when they go to the fucking uh, record station the uh, the radio station yeah like that scene is is well is I absolutely love great. Chop Top I think Chop Top is great. great and Drayton in that movie is great and yeah. honestly uh, that that scene in the radio station might actually have the best jump scare in the entire franchise oh my god yes I mean I fucking leaped out of my seat when that happened it's like it's like the first time I saw it, it's like I know Leatherface is about to show up. But you it's like it. so sudden, and it's like whoa, yeah, it's it's insane. I didn't like Leatherface like having this romantic interest. Like that part kind of set me. I was like, eh. mm-hmm. I mean, like I don't know. I just I like my killers not being like that. I don't know. I mean, he's had ten years to grow, I and mean, he learned his little Timmy with yeah. his chainsaw. He did. Yeah. Well, see, it's weird because I didn't know. I had heard of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but back then it was so hard to get a copy. No one had yeah. seen it that I knew. So I'm just watching this movie. I knew it was a sequel to a movie that people were scared of and that I couldn't find. So I watched yeah. it and I didn't know really. All I knew was a chainsaw and people were dying. So I'm watching yeah. this movie and I didn't know who Leatherface was, but he scared the fuck out of me. So him yeah. being attracted to, what was her name? Uh, stretch. Stretch. Um, it wasn't a stretch for me. Yeah. Oh, fun! Yeah. <laughs> um, because I didn't know like who it hadn't been established to who he was, so I think that's yeah. why I love the movie so much. It's my first Texas Chainsaw, and I didn't, I had no expectations. I got you. But then after I became obsessed with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and then I went back and rewatched Part Two, I realized it's not the best made movie, but I love it because it's my first experience with these I characters. Got you. I- I love it. I, I genuinely think it's the second bit. I mean, I, I, I could see people argue about the, the remake because uh, I think that one actually, and we'll talk about that one, I guess. I mean, I, I think that it actually is genuinely a, a quality attempt. Yeah. But mm. there, there's just something so chaotic and just weird about Texas Chainsaw 2, but there's effort in that. Right. Uh, you don't really see again in the entire franchise other than, you know, maybe the remake. Yeah. Um, 
and I was about to mention like um, Texas Chainsaw 2 kind of being that in that whole vein of oddball sequels to horror movies I'm like mm -hmm. most of the Texas Chainsaw sequels are the oddball yeah it's yeah. like none of these things fit so wow. but yeah it, it's one of those I think uh, kind of in line with like Halloween 3 um, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 um, to an extent Friday the 13th or 5 I think people have kind of come back around to Texas Chainsaw 2 and it's like yeah we've seen much worse now I, I enjoy it more and more uh, now but I just know my first initial impression of it was I was just expecting something in the vein of the first movie like okay. but like, like I wasn't like you this wasn't my first ex Texas Chainsaw and sure. I had seen part one before I saw that I think yeah. I think it was on close together actually yeah and i was a kid i, I do wonder what i how i would feel about part two if i had saw part one first um you'd probably be in brian's boat and hate it mm. uh, i don't know I mean the open i love the opening well i saw three before one and i like three. Oh, really so, yeah and i know a lot of people don't like three so i like one two and the remake and that's it i got you but we're talking about all of these things, so yeah, we're gonna talk about them all. Did you watch them again? Did you do your homework? Um, no, because I fucking can't stand them. <laughs> well, we're gonna dredge well, up memories. We're gonna open wounds. Yeah, yeah we are. Uh, I did we try to watch that. Leatherface again, and I watched the opening yeah. scene, and I was like, because I watched, the, I watched Leatherface. Leatherface. The two, the, the twenty seventeen. God, I hate that movie. Yeah. We, we watched that uh, a few nights ago in preparation for this because i was like it's the only one i've never seen and brian was like you know it's, it's the worst one and it's like well I, at the very least i could complete the, the franchise and it's like yeah uh well, well we'll rank them later i don't know yeah it's uh, but yeah texas chainsaw 2 and i guess we've already started touching on texas chainsaw massacre 3 well i'm sorry leatherface the texas chainsaw massacre 3 Yes. Which wouldn't be the last movie named Leatherface in this franchise. Right. Oh, was there more things that we needed to talk about about two before we move forward? Chili Cook-Off? Chili Cook-Off is my favorite thing from the whole movie. Like, Chili that to me is great. just amazing. It's it's the culmination of Drayton's entire life. And get to see yeah. his shining moment of happiness yeah. and before he dies. And the the uh, their base in this movie. The, oh, uh, God. Yes. Yeah. We need to talk about it. It's like, I mean, we didn't really touch on maybe just the overall feel of the first one, but just the house itself. You right. talked about, you know, the, the, the bones and the, the feathers, but like the right. set design in that was just, I mean, aside from it looks like it smells, it's just impeccable. Like, right. you're talking about the first one? Yeah, the first one. Yeah. And I feel like the second one's the only one to come close to something like that. Yeah, uh, all those lights in the tunnel and yes. and the bones and it's like this is fantastic. Fantastic, I loved it. And then I, I, I love chainsaw fight. Like, who doesn't like a chainsaw fight at the end of a movie? Oh yeah, I mean, uh, I think Mandy may have uh, replaced that for me as my favorite yeah, chainsaw Mandy's fight. Chainsaw fight is great. True, true, true. But yeah, I saw in the fact that Dennis Hopper mm. with chainsaws fighting Leatherface, right? And oh, yeah it's 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 fantastic the only the only thing about the movie i don't like is the actual end with stretch doing the leather face dance with the oh, chainsaw yeah. i'm like and it's like that kind of 
reeked of like i don't know how to end this and then then not to mention that everybody blew up at the end like as far as that's it there's no oh, more that's right yeah. that's it leatherface took a chainsaw through the gut and through the spine he's done uh he's gonna be he's gonna be in franklin's wheelchair at best uh yeah Poor because Frank. they kept him they kept franklin's corpse you Poor see him who wouldn't he's frank i mean it's frank oh, let's keep him around i mean he's not gonna whine anymore <laughs> I don't know about all that. I think he would. <laughs> Ghost of Franklin haunts that that amusement park. Right. Okay. So yeah, I, I wanted to get that out because oh yeah, because if anybody that happens to come across this hasn't seen Texas Chainsaw Two, it's like yeah, it's way different than the first one, but it's it's easily to me the second best. Oh yeah, easily. Uh, but well, you go to Texas Leatherface, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Three, which was the first. The first one done through New Line. Um, that's right. Before we talk about the movie, can we talk about the trailer? Oh, that's that's <laughs> the best thing about the movie is the trailer. Uh, the trailer is basically Excalibur, but with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> and, and Kane Hodder in the Leatherface garb. Well, I remember that. That's right. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that. I can't remember what video it was on. Uh, it was a VHS, I remember, that we rented. And that trailer was like on the front. It's like, what is that? What is that? And and Chris knows my dad. And my dad's sitting there watching it. And like I see him like, what? Yes. It's like, okay. I've never <laughs> seen him like get giddy over something like that. That's funny. Uh, and it, it's a fantastic teaser to a movie that didn't live up to even half of that. Right. Well, uh, some of the things that I actually love about this movie. One is Leatherface playing with that toy where he's got to type in what things oh, are, oh, and then he kept food. typing in food, and, and I, that cracked me up. I don't know why, but it, I, I still find that hilarious. Okay, I'll, I'll give uh, Chris. Do you have any positives to give about Texas Chainsaw Massacre Three? The ending credits. I got, I got a few. Okay, I do have a few because it's Vigo Mortensen. I love yeah, him. Now, um, yeah. Now, yeah. I, do give it the fact that it does try in some way to continue the the black humor from the second one. Right. Yeah. It's, it's there in the first one a little bit, especially with Drayton. Um, but yeah, the second one goes off the charts with horny Leatherface and and Chop Top just being insane. Right. And you know all of that stuff. And then the third one still kind of does that with uh, you know food and. Um, Vigo Mortensen's character, like, who's the cool guy until, like, you know, he's around his family and they call him by his name. He's like, I told you to please call me Tex. Oh, and that's right. Like, Tex. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's just uh, the old lady speaking through a voice box. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about this like it's a fantastic movie. It's not. What, what about the uh, dude that died? And then I guess they decided in a test screening that. You know, we shouldn't leave them dead, and they just bring them back. Well, it's Ken Corey. You can't. can't kill but if you watch um, the movie, he clearly died. Oh yeah, right. he gets chainsawed in the head. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe you can live. It's got to be a test screening thing. It's got to be. It was. Yeah. It was. They, they they test screened that, and they're like, "We really wish he hadn't died." It's like, was anybody in that test screening like familiar with horror movies? It's like that's the whole point. Like the people you don't want to die, die. And it's like, but we liked him. It's like, good. He was effective then. I was um, just in a, a test screening last week, and it's so 
stressful to give your like opinion because yeah you know I mean, obviously you're not single-handedly changing the movie but you're contributing to like the masses on what you think and what's going to change oh yeah I'm just so like, oh. so you were a contributor to watering down culture huh yeah silencing well, this, the voices of the creators this th- this voice needed silence <laughs> it was oh <laughs> yeah not everybody deserves a voice yeah well this guy the same guy who did uh ex machina and what uh 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 what's the one with those women who went into that little dome oh oh the, the shimmer what was the oh my god i can't remember it is natalie beat. portman yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah he hates that i, I hate that movie annihilation annihilation yeah annihilation yeah and that same thing guy. has a few things that i like but right yeah it's his new movie men and boy did i have some choice words about that you remember when we saw the test screening for um, uh, The Hangover Part 2 and yeah. the funniest thing from the entire movie was in the end credits and it never even made it into the movie uh, which was Bill Clinton. It didn't make it into the movie? It was not in the movie. I saw it later and it's not in there. That was the funniest thing from that the entire the movie. the best part of the whole thing. I didn't know that because I never uh, watched it again. Those of you, which is most of you, who haven't seen that movie, originally in the test screenings, in the post-credits, you know how they do the photo montage of what happened, you know, in those movies? They had a photo montage of Bill Clinton partying with them in, in Bangkok, including a, a picture of Bill Clinton with uh, transsexual prostitutes with his arms around him, big smile on his face and all that. Is the funniest thing from the entire movie. And it was cut. That sucks. That was so good. Wow. Um. Is there do? anything else we need to say about part three? Part three? I mean, other than like... I the Saw is huge as fuck. Oh, yeah. The saw oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do love that oversized Saw. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was... Uh, that was New Line getting their hands on it and doing whatever they were doing in the late 80s, early 90s, where it's like, no, nah, it's not Friday the 13th anymore. This is Jason Goes to Hell. Right. This isn't Nightmare on Elm Street. This is Freddy's Dead. Just put the the yeah. name in the title and exactly. I mean, we kind of sand the rough edges off it. It feels more Hollywood than the first two because it really yeah. is. It was filmed in California instead of Texas. Right. Uh, it doesn't feel just, like Texas at all. No, it doesn't feel like Texas. I mean, it, it doesn't make true. it doesn't make sense as a sequel, being the fact that like. How many of these people are there, and how did Leatherface survive? So it's like, even the first time I saw it, it's like, is this, is this a remake? Right. Yeah. Is this something else? Um, something else. And that feeling continues for the rest of the franchise. Like, mm-hmm. I think this is our, our first reboot is literally the third movie. It's right. Like, oh, yeah. Man, we, we we put a chainsaw through that guy. We need him back. Right. So uh, it's still uh, worlds better than the next released movie in the franchise, which we also, Brian and I rewatched the same night we watched uh, the other Leatherface, the prequel. So, and that's uh, the return of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, also Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the next generation. Also the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the Matthew McConaughey show. The Matthew McConaughey Massacre. Uh, and who else? Renee Zellweger. Renee Zellweger uh, is, is that in that first movie. I 
I don't know. I haven't I, seen I, that I, one. I think she had a non-speaking part in Days to Confuse before that. Oh, okay. Because I, I believe. Oh, I thought he said, "Is that her worst movie?" I didn't know you said that. Is that her first? <laughs> oh, is that her worst movie? I haven't seen all the Bridget Jones movies, so maybe. Huh? I said Leatherface had her at Hello. <laughs> He's stupid. Yes. From that other movie she did. But yeah, uh, I remember uh, in the 90s when it came out, because it was like filmed in like 94 or so, but it didn't like hit video until like 97. Mm. Like after Jerry Maguire, after uh, That's McConaughey right. and something else. That's I right. I think it was like Time to Kill or something. Like they had both like hit the big time. And then all of a sudden, like this thing hits video stores with Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger on the cover. And it's like, Wow, how'd they get them for this Texas Chainsaw yeah. cross dressing? Which right. I mean, that's something to talk about. But like, and we rewatched it. I think I had seen it within the past five years. How long have you been without seeing it? Uh, since the first time I saw it. When was that? Uh, probably not long after it came out. Oh, geez. Wow, that, that could have wrecked your childhood. Right. Uh, it's I. I kind of. I'll talk about Leatherface when we get to it, but aside from that, I think this is the worst one. Uh, it's definitely, yeah. it's got the most obnoxious characters. They're all Franklins. At least Franklin had a reason. He, he was, he, the hero of the movie was Matthew McConaughey. He was, the, he was the hero of the movie because he's the only interesting thing in the movie. Yeah. Right. And he's, I'll give it to him. Um, he goes for broke and and that and that's why even though it's not a great movie, I still enjoyed it. Whereas I didn't enjoy the 2017 leather. What yeah. did he, he had a robotic leg? Yeah, which yeah. was so stupid. Yeah, dumbest thing in, in that movie. It was like, and it's not like taking it out would have fixed the movie. I mean, yeah, right. yeah. but like Matthew McConaughey at the very least is continuing the the tr- at that point the tradition of having like at least like one crazed nutcase. Right, as, you know, one of Le- Leatherface's family members, and we had, right. you know, the Hitchhiker, and then we had Chop Top, and I guess, you know, not necessarily Vigo Mortensen, but uh, the the guy that was the gas station attendant um, in the other Leatherface, mm-hmm. and then Matthew McConaughey, and this who may be more unhinged than any of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, and uh, I, I love me some famous actors just going completely unhinged. Yeah. Um, and and this like hits the, the noises he makes are just like yes all right that's, that's some bold choices there. and he said all right all right all right in the movie which I thought was great I, uh, I just wonder what the writers think when they're like okay we're gonna write a, a new Texas Chainsaw Massacre like are they thinking character I feel like they're thinking character first no, they're thinking the change, weirdest change. well <laughs> but how can we make one at least one if not more of the weirdest characters you've ever seen mm-hmm. well I, I think honestly th- there is a bit of a formula at least early on where it is that and i think it extends to the remake too it's like all right we gotta have Leatherface, we gotta have chainsaw um usually some sort of house or, or lair there's mm-hmm. one a family there's a family member that's completely unhinged mm-hmm. uh that's actually probably scarier than Leatherface. Mm-hmm. yeah um, and that, that's kind of the, the basic framework of a formula that they kind of turned into a franchise. Right. And you notice that when it's gone, as you go on with these things, 
because I, I, I will say that Next Generation, I, I feel, might be the worst, but it's not the least enjoyable. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. And and I guess uh, the other thing that I like bring up is that this is the worst Leatherface. Yeah, there's nothing intimidating about this Leatherface. Like, oh, oh, my God, it was terrible. And, like, it's like they took the one character that Leatherface put on in the uh, first movie and then went to the extreme with it. Oh, right. yeah. The maid character. But the, yeah. this one, it wasn't even a maid. It was more like, uh, I'm a housewife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like, uh, and I remember that was part of the marketing or the limited marketing. And they also had, like, skin on the chest, which I thought was weird because I'm like, that's more Ed Gein than it is Leatherface. I know that he's inspired by Ed Gein, but that never was a thing with Ed Gein. It was always just the face. Just give me the face. I don't need the rest. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was part of the marketing campaign. It was like, I think for shop he's like, look, Leatherface is a cross-dresser. And I was like, ha-ha, he's and a cross-dresser. Then Leatherface uh, right. had a mug. That was more offensive. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, why does Leatherface have a mullet? He's never had a mullet before. Well, I mean, given he, he is, at this point, um, I assume, a middle-aged man in Texas. Yeah. yeah. In the mid-90s. So, mullets... That's probably. Well, I, I've never been to Texas in the mid '90s, but I've been to Texas and I've never seen a mullet. Well, that was later than it's chinked on the front and party in the back. So, yeah, I that, guess that was the Clinton era. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, he's a human mullet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it's a uh, kind of. I've said more about Next Generation than the third one, which I actually kind of like the third one. Um, uh, I feel like the third one is easily forgettable, at least for me. It's, um, it's unoffensive. Yeah, yeah. Which makes other, you other than it. other than Ken Foray's character uh, surviving. Yeah, it's like that's the kind of like, come on. Yeah, next generation is, is so wacko. It's hard to forget it. And it killed the franchise. <laughs> yeah, it killed the franchise so bad they had to give it to Michael Bay. Yeah, like eight years later. This, and then we come up to essentially. Uh, Batman begins to the Batman and Robin that Next Generation represented. Right. And that's right. probably like the last legitimately good movie in the entire franchise, which was the remake. Mm-hmm. And I, I absolutely love the remake. So, man, was I all over the place for that remake. So I saw that I heard about it and I was like, no, I'm so upset. But mm-hmm. I saw the trailer. The trailer is actually really good. That trailer is a work of art in itself. It is. That is a great trailer. I, I remember um, seeing that in the theater. It's like, oh my god, this is gonna work. Oh, and your it, your friend Noah did a parody of that trailer, didn't he? Oh, that's right. Yeah, won that yeah. MTV Movie Awards thing. Yeah, um, the, I, that's Chainsaw the Rehab, right? Rehab. Yeah. I remember being in the theater and and I saw the trailer, and when it went to black, and you heard her like breathing, and you heard the steps go from one side of the theater to the other. And all of a sudden, that chainsaw rips through. I was like, holy shit, maybe I am yeah. on board with this fucking remake. Yeah, and I mean, it sold me. I was like, I remember them talking about that. It's Text Chainsaw Massacre, and that's not a sequel. It's a remake. I'm like, what? Right. And that, that shot you were talking about, that famous shot, they used it on Jessica Biel, which doesn't hurt things. Doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt. Uh, uh, it's, not uh, a bad, it's not a bad remake. No, no, no I like it. Because it... it, it, it it's allowed to be its own thing. It's not actually trying to. Right. I mean, it's kind of the, the early 2000s, late 90s music video version of right. 
right. but it it definitely has an a menace and energy to it that nothing it had since the original and you were right. saying uh the other day that that this family rather than being these like mentally messed up uh cannibals and everything they're just assholes this family just, they just like they just, just a, like torturing people yeah exactly yeah so they didn't really copy too much from the original yeah which i probably wouldn't have liked so they kind of made their own thing and i was okay with that and it works it, uh, it, it works it, it yeah. still feels like a texas chainsaw mm-hmm. mask like i mean the title doesn't betray it and it doesn't betray the title and they right. said it at the same year as the original didn't it yeah which I don't think there was any need to do that. It could have said it modern day. It would have worked just the same, really. Yeah, I mean, 2003, yeah. Texas, I mean, cell phone reception probably sucked. Yeah. Yeah, anytime I see something that's, you know, set back in the day, it's easier for horror movies because of cell phones, technology. They kind of ruin horror yeah. movies. How many times I got to see somebody with no signal? You have signal. You got signal. You, you can go into the mountains, you got signal. You got Unless signal. you got five service, then you don't got signal everywhere. But yeah. You go. Uh, it, um, but, um, some great scenes in that movie. Um, I mean, all, all around, just a great movie. It, I left that theater mad that I liked it because I didn't want to like it. Yeah, but I, 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 I think that was a lot of people with that. That it was like, you know, because the idea of a remake is like it's it's a it's a lazy cash in, mm-hmm. it's cynical, and it was like, no, there was a lot of care put into this. I mean, it's yeah. like. There's a legitimately great performance by Arlie Ermey in this thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and even like, you know, the, the, our, you know, cannon fodder actors, I mean, like, are overall better than they should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Better than they need mm-hmm. to be, actually. And we got the low angle shot of her walking up. Yep. Yeah. And I think the Leatherface mask looked really cool in this, too. Mask is good. I mean, they really did their jobs. I mean, it was, it was solid filmmaking. Mm hmm. So, I mean, with with that in mind, you can move on to the prequel to this timeline, which was, what was it, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning. The beginning, yeah, man. I, I actually didn't hate that movie. I mean, like, is it as good as that, those, that you know, the, like the first one or the remake? No, but is it terrible? No. But kind of put it, I'm sorry, I kind of put it in the same line as uh, the third one. Uh, yeah. Is that it's there. It's okay. It, yeah. It's it. You could throw it on in the background and look at it. And it's like, oh, something horrible is happening. I do. I do like that at the end. The uh, the final girl character or whatever was it a girl? It was a girl. Yeah. Uh, that they died. Like I, I I like whenever that occasionally happens in these movies. Right. Well, I do that's, too. that's the only thing memorable really about it is that I think I could say this about that prequel is that it might be the most mean spirited and uh joyless i mean it really doubles down on like there's no hope everybody's dying here yeah and i'll give it that and it, i don't know if that's a brave choice because i think it came out around the time that uh the torture porn movies were really yeah. taken off like oh that's right yeah hostile and those turistas and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that and I think it was, in a way, aping that through the lens of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake world. Mm-hmm. Arlie Irving's still fun in it. Okay. Yeah, he is. Know that too. 
I think I think they leaned a little too heavy on him. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he worked in the first one. Yeah. He did work. Yeah. What a great surprise that was to have him in that first remake. He's that was a, a role made for him. Yeah. Yeah. That was perfect. And, and he he perfectly filled the role of uh, well, they're not the Sawyers in there, they're the Hewitts, but you know the family member that is just totally unhinged. Unhinged. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that one at times feels like a remake of a, of a remake. Um, yeah. In some moments. Because it does have the same beats. Same beats, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's like they took the script and just changed a few things around. Yeah. And shook yeah, it up. Exactly. You get your origin stuff, and then we right. uh, we do the remake again. And, yeah. And so it's that's one of those, like, like I said with the third one, it's kind of like a middle of the road. It's like, not offensive, not great. Right, right. Were, um, so what was next? Are, are we going? Uh, they, it ended the franchise. I think that's when it. it yeah, up. well, this is the second end of the franchise. Yeah. So uh, then they uh, then they had the Daddario show. That's that's <laughs> it. The Alexander Daddario show. Ex- that's exactly uh, what it was. That was all that was. Exactly what that was. I, I think I would hate the do your thing cuz line more if it wasn't her. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I forgot I heard, about that. Oh. yeah you did. Now you remember. Damn. Uh, it's like, I, I think the casting of her probably makes me forgive a lot more about that movie than I should. Oh, um, there are things that I like in that movie. Like, I like the uh, I like the casting of Bill Mosley as Drayton. Like, I thought oh, okay. Yeah, the opening was right. cool. That's the right. opening itself was fun to me, but like once you left the opening, it's just like, uh. I mean, I walked out disappointed. I saw it in the theater. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't mad, but I was I was disappointed. But there were some choice <laughs> scenes. Didn't I'll, she end up being like his cousin or something in that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so. Maybe we should rewatch that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I remember uh, I didn't see it until uh, Blu-ray. Mm. And I, I remember I, it's like I got it for like super cheap, and I'm like, okay, fine. And uh, I kind of admire what they were trying to do because this is before Halloween 2018, where it's like, well, here's what we're going to do. This stuff doesn't make any sense, so we're just going to reboot. This is a sequel to the original. It's like, okay, I get that. And then they proceed to make a movie in 2013. Mm hmm. With a character that, and, and they ground like the first Texas Chainsaw, those events, 1974. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, cool. And it's like, here's a 40 year old woman. It's like, yeah, that's that yeah. girl's not 40. Yeah. Yeah. Not at, it's all. Like, not at all. It's like she's got magical genes or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where, where was the Dario in her career at that point? Because before this was before, uh, uh, True Detective, right? Which I think this really lost her before True Detective. Was it before was... Parenthood? I don't know. Uh, it may have been around the same time. I think it may have been around the same time she was doing those. Uh, what were those like kids mythology movies? She was oh, in. Uh, was it Percy Jackson? Yeah, Percy yeah. Jackson. I, I think that was okay. That was um, what she was known for. But this this is like before True Detective. Okay. And true Detective, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a lot of fans. It, a lot of fans. Yeah, a lot of only fans. <laughs> but uh, the, overall, like 
I kind of, I didn't like it, but I, another one I kind of feel is like it's kind of just there. Just there. Like, there's not a lot of positives to it. Alexandra Daddario. Yeah, that's only positive. Uh, if it was I'm on not, TV and I was like grading papers, I'd leave it on TV. I wouldn't turn from it. Yeah. It's one of those. Yeah. Le- Leatherface isn't embarrassing. Enough. He's not like the screaming, like, right. Banshee of, of the, the fourth one. Right. It doesn't undercut his character too much. Uh, it does feel, I remember watching it feeling like it turned into a, the it it's the one that turns into the most standard slasher, I think, out of the entire yeah. franchise. Yeah, definitely. Like it, up until maybe recently. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, but it, it really does go through the slasher beats where it's like, you know, he's stalking, not not chasing, stalking. And it's right. like, it, it felt a lot like a, a Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I totally agree with that. No, nothing to say about. And the, then there was no more movies, right? No, 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 no. This continues. <laughs> it continued. <laughs> It, it just, this is a death march. The real massacre was was with us all along. It was the movies we watched along the way. Uh, <laughs> yes, it was. So, um, so the next one, uh, another face, the another second another face, which is a prequel to. <clears throat> oh wait, this movie. Hold on, no, it is a prequel. To the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. While at the same time not following it at all. But also setting up itself as a prequel to Texas Chainsaw Daddario. Yeah, the uh, Daddario show. And it, I, I, I get what they were trying to do. It's like we're going to make our own reboot yeah. timeline that actually has a prequel and a sequel and all this. It's like, yeah, this is dead in the movie. It's just a movie of dead ends that I've yet, like, I've yet to get past, I think, the 20-minute mark. I, I unfortunately have twice. He's done it twice. I've oh. done it once. I deserve I despised it the first time. I despised it the second time. I think they should give some form of cinematic purple heart for that one. They should. Uh, it's bad. It's just, uh, okay, I'll get the positives out of the way. It looks good. Cinematography yeah. okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. Um, that's all. I mean, just the opening. I'm just like, what am I watching? And then the like purposeful misleading people to think one character is Leatherface, only for it to be the other character who it obviously is. Is this what? And that character to me doesn't fit Leatherface at all. Nothing fits Leatherface. Terrible. It's it's the version of Drayton's horrible. Yeah, a, a character that pretty clearly defined in two movies, and they decided like, actually, even if you count the beginning of Texas Chainsaw Daddario, yeah, because he uh, felt like Drayton. Yeah, it's like a different actor. Feels like you know he's the head of the family, and it's like okay, so we got this prequel, and he's this unhinged Matthew McConaughey type. Yep. When and I first like, watched this one, the I hated the beginning, but then I kept going and. Leatherface, young Leatherface has that he's wearing like anim, an animal. Yeah, he's wearing like a cow head. Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, well, that's interesting because serial killers, when they're young, they kill animals. They don't wear their yeah. skin, but maybe Leatherface killed some animals and he would wear their skin. And that's how he graduated to killing people and wearing their skin. I was like, okay, I'm hooked. I'm good. 
And then it went on, and I was just like, I can't do this. Right. So it's just I mean, like a second. But no. It was just uh, just some leftovers from, from the, the slaughterhouse, and they just threw it on this kid. Strong kid, though. If you ever had to pick up a cow's head, that's yeah, that's not not light. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Like, it, it's just bad. And, and I, I said uh, earlier about um, the Texas Chainsaw, the beginning, feeling like mean spirited and grim. It was like, I think this one actually topped it. <laughs> like, there's nothing fun about this movie. Not one thing. Well, here, here's what I'll say. Like, the movie set up uh, Stephen Dwarf to be like this bad character. Stephen right. Dwarf? Stephen Dorf, however you pronounce it. Dorf. 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 Stephen. Stephen Blade Stephen. He's he's not he's not a little person. Stephen Dorf. Dorf. Stephen Dorf? Dorf. Dorf. Okay. It's 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 the same as that Tim Conway character, Dorf, who was a dwarf. To get to the point I was trying to make, they set him up uh as being this bad cop character but the whole movie i'm like he's doing the right thing he wants to kill the sawyers he's like got the right idea but yet we're supposed to not like him yeah it's like uh i I don't think the sawyers are anti-hero material and this movie was like yeah they are it's like right no (laughs) even if they're most likable which may have been the second one it's like no these are horrible monsters that need to be put down um it it's the the worst in like the the one likable character in the whole thing. It's like oh yeah, she gets beheaded at the end. And it's like so. What oh, spoiling, I'm sorry for anybody watching. We're spoiling uh, Leatherface. Not let's be honest. You don't want to watch it anyway. Nobody wants to watch this. Thing. What happens at the end? Tell me the end. Okay, okay. So um, the fat kid isn't Leatherface. If you didn't figure that out, mm. Leatherface is the nice kid. The one that's helping the nurse escape from all the maniacs. So what turns him to leather? Because he's fairly articulate. And he hasn't, at this point, done anything bad. uh, Other than, I guess, whatever he did with his his brothers. Like when he was a kid. (coughs) He's protecting this nurse girl uh, from the other maniac and his maniac girlfriend. Uh, Oh, you missed out on the... The sex scene on top of a, a rotting corpse. Uh, yeah, you missed that. That's a high point in the series. Um, you know, close to necrophilia as you get. I mean, I, I was cool with cannibalism. But yeah, this one is... See, seeing a girl making out with a rotted corpse is... Uh, wow. Yeah, it's really bad. So, okay. So the articulate, seems to be good-hearted kid is Leatherface. How does he become Leatherface? Steven Dorf, okay, first he kills a cop because he snaps because the fat kid gets shot in the head and he uh, smashes a cop's head in a car door and just kind of, yeah, it's rage. He's, this is his friend. Mm-hmm. But then he gets shot through the back of the head, through his jaw, which like splits him open and he makes it back to the old Sawyer place and his his mom, who is not a character in these movies up until the 3d um you know sews him up puts him on a proto leather face mask is like you need to keep this on so it heals right and now he can't really talk he's just like it's like uh god i don't know 
it's so convoluted and so stupid, but it's like he snaps and it's like, all right, this is the girl he's been protecting the whole movie and she just wants to go home. And they do the whole chainsaw massacre through the woods, run and stalk, inappropriate lights for no reason. It's like an alien landing, which I mean, one thing I didn't bring up about the remake, but that it's in that too, where it's like, where are these lights coming from? Yeah, True, true, yeah. Uh, you get that and uh yeah she tries to like beg for mercy it's like you know me yeah Yeah, she she does the try to appeal to him and i'm like by the character that was set up throughout that movie it should have worked like he shouldn't have even been chasing her right but he just yeah then he then he makes his but he he chainsaws her head off and he makes his mask out of half her half steven dwarf dwarf yeah so it's like his first leather and then the girl's bottom half of her face and uh, and that's the end of the movie, and it sucks. Wow. And then I applauded that it was off. I didn't. Because, I mean, at the very least, it could have, like, rewound itself back and not happened. Like, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's my vote for the worst. And then the franchise ended. And then the franchise ended again. It's, it's, it it has a habit over, of doing it. Then we flew overseas to, uh, where'd we go? Uh, what country? Um Bulgaria actually Bulgaria. Bulgaria was the home was the Texas stand-in for uh Leatherface as well. Really? So yeah, the new one was is the second Texas Chainsaw movie to why, be filmed in why Bulgaria? Bulgaria. I guess it's Europe's Texas. Okay. The look. I guess. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it always it always baffles me when you have movies set in the US, but they film them in Eastern Europe. No, uh, it's isn't that new movie X? Wasn't that filmed in Bulgaria? That was New Zealand. Oh, that's New Zealand. No, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see that bad. I, th- I think that one was filmed in, in New Zealand. Uh, oh. I remember uh, being baffled because, you know, we're in North Carolina. Um, uh, when the movie Cold Mountain came out, and it's like it takes place in all of North Carolina. And like hearing Jude Law and his weird accent talking about things like the Cape Fear River. And it's like, oh, wow. And it's like, it's filmed in Romania. It's like, Right. And it was yeah. like, oh God. It's like a Simpsons joke. It's like how do you how do you put a cow on screen? It's like, yeah, just tie a few dogs together. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like yeah, because of like finances and tax breaks and whatnot. I think it's tax breaks. I mean, like I never thought of like North Carolina being a perfect match for Dracula land, but I mean apparently right. we are. That's crazy. Uh, but it, and just like that in these last two Texas chainsaw movies, which Filmed in Bulgaria. Hmm. Um, really bizarre. I've, I've never been to Texas. You've lived in Texas. So how Texas-like does... I mean, I guess, I guess it sort of looks like it, but I'd have to examine it more. But, like, my memory of Texas is it always looks like it's so flat that mm-hmm. you're just going to float off the ground somehow. I don't know how to explain it. It's like... Because, I mean, most other places I live, North Carolina, there's trees. California, there's hills. This is just like there's flatness, or at least the parts I lived in. It, it's, I love it. I guess I it's weird when I think of uh, when I think of Texas on screen. And I really actually don't think of even Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think of uh, uh, True Stories. It's a David Burns movie directed in the 80s. Uh, John Goodman's in it, and it's all like it's kind of an anthology movie, mm-hmm. but it all takes place in this one town. But it's like there's all these shots of like 
Texas landscape and it's just like flat and there's no height to anything and so no trees. Oh, and you know how you know how you see those uh, uh, what do you call them those uh, hay things that tumbleweed tumbleweed tumbleweeds you see them in the movies you're like oh look at that those are the worst things on the planet if you hit one it's like wah, 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 wah. Yeah, i'm true. like you never would think that from watching a movie right they're like little fluffy little fluffs they're, they're not fluffy is what they are avoid them they'll kill you oh um, no i got attacked by one here actually um they're no joke yeah i love in texas it's basically a bush rolling around or something it is like a, a demon bush i love in texas you can see something in the horizon and drive towards it for like two hours. Oh yeah, it's so flat. Yeah. It's crazy. It is insane to me. Like, and then the houses—they don't look like you know how in, in I would say both California and North Carolina, it looks like houses are embedded in the ground. Yeah. Like in Texas, it looks like they're just set on the ground. <laughs> they can blow away. Right. And they probably could. I wish the but, Texas Chainsaw Massacre would blow away. This new one. I, yeah, the, the franchise. Just leave, leave like three of those movies behind, and and we'll be okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you said this is your least favorite of them, right? Well, I mean, maybe not because I haven't made it. I can't make it through Leatherface, so maybe that one. Leatherface is my least favorite. Is my is my worst one, but I hate this one. I even yeah. I even what? tagged the director on Instagram and told him how much I hated it, and then Instagram sent oh, me yeah. a thing saying, "You'll get banned if you talk like that." Can oh. you speak the truth? Yeah, hate speed, Chris. How's yeah. that hate yeah. speed? That you hate told speed. the truth about what you thought of a movie. Yeah. Your movie well, was bad. Hate speech, sir. Well, I said the truth on Twitter about the sh- uh, Doctor Sleep, and the director mm-hmm. blocked me on Twitter. Well, I actually, oh. I actually didn't hate Doctor Sleep. I, I liked it, but I, I mean, it's no, nothing like Stanley Kubrick's uh, The Shining. Yeah. But it, it, to me, it wasn't a terrible movie. It's just not. It just is. I mean, it's okay. That's the way I look at it. It's kind of like how we were talking about Texas Chainsaw 3. It's like, it just is. And I haven't seen Doctor Sleep, so I just don't care. Don't. uh, Texas Chainsaw, the new one, I kind of have mixed feelings. Like, as far as being a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, it's not good. As far as being faithful to uh, the character of Sally, it's not good. But as far as brutality in the movie and how brutal Leatherface is, I like that. I like I like that he just seemed to be extremely brutal. So that that that, that I enjoyed. I mean, and, I'll take that all day, but the rest I won't take. Yeah, yeah. it's it's everything. Like uh, I'll I'll say myself. I, I kind of I stick it in the middle of these. I kind of enjoyed watching it way more than I did Leatherface. Probably more than I did Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning. I uh, stick it in the middle. It of was me. it was an easier watch than the Next Generation. So it's like <clears throat> it's it's not good, but it's better than some of these. The protagonists again are not really particularly fleshed out or likable. How can you say that? She was in a school shooting. Can we talk That's about sure. shooting? Like I thought that was going to lead somewhere. And I guess well, it did. Like she's not, you don't establish something just to it's like, oh, that happened and they never talk about it again. That's just weird. But right. they did flash to it, but it was like it was it it felt like the idiot's guide to screenwriting. It's like, 
let's put something we think is semi-interesting on a character rather than building a character. Mm-hmm. And well, like, I like, oh. They had a checklist of all the things that are current. School shootings. Um, they had, what do you yeah. do when you take over a city? Uh, gentrification. Gentrification. Well, they had, when you say current, I think current as of like 2018 or so. This yeah. feels like stuff that was more yeah. in the news than like Confederate flags. Yeah, uh, that's another one. Like, like a checklist of things that are that we have to put in to to, to send a message. Yeah, like it, it's oh. it's kind of weird. It, it feels like part of me feels like some of this stuff was actually done as a joke on some of this stuff. Yeah, but some of it it feels like, and it, it's weird because we're only like a you know what a, a year and some change removed, but it's like a relic of the Trump era, like right. when you could just. Like, get some brownie points for like, you know, putting this stuff in there. And it was like, who cares? Yeah. I'm, I'm watching a horror movie. movie. Yeah. Just make a good movie. I and honestly, it's, I, I think even the, the, the directors or whoever they had on this, I, I think they changed directors at least once. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Like they had to like start refilming again. Mm. Um, like they lost the original director. He probably finally read the script. And he was like, oh, yeah, I don't want to do this now. Oh, I'm out. I read the script today. I'm out. <laughs> I read the script. Bulgaria? Really? Right. Have you, seen, um, have you seen the meme of the poster with Leatherface sitting in the field and it's like the character from Friday being like, hey, Leatherface is over here taking a shit. Oh, no, I haven't seen that. That's funny. I love that. that yeah, love that's it. a crazy meme. I love it. I feel like uh, if you're going to do a horror movie, I don't want your message unless you're Jordan Peele because he knows how to do it. Other mm-hmm. than that, I don't yeah. want any kind of like which is funny coming message. from a guy that hated uh hated get out um you know i came around on get out oh you came around yeah i watched I, 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 have a, I have a theory of why you didn't like get out oh i'm sorry i have a theory of why you didn't like get out because it's because you're engaged to a white woman sure <laughs> i'm saying <laughs> Stephanie's, Stephanie's gonna brainwash you're, 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 afraid, you're afraid in the back of your mind it might happen he's, he's gonna any day now <laughs> Any, any day now, I know. Um, it's 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 all gonna come unraveled. I'm gonna be auctioned off at some point. <laughs> um, but I, I think I think that it can be done, but not in a okay. And again, let's back up. This is we've had the original. We've had a sequel to the original. The third one was somehow a sequel to the original, maybe. The fourth one was a sequel to the original, but not the other two. Um, we had a, a remake that completely wiped the board, but as a prequel to that remake. We had another one that wiped the board and was a sequel only to the original. Then we had a prequel to that that was a prequel to the original. And then now we have this one, which wipes the board again, and this is a sequel to only the original. Yeah, They're doing the Halloween 2018 Mm-hmm. Poorly, yeah. yeah, and it almost like I've heard someone mention they thought it was a parody of Halloween 2018. I said that. Well, you and uh, I think James, our previous guest, also yeah. said that. And uh, I'm like, even if it is, isn't the idea of a parody they get like a laugh out of it or something? I laugh. No, <laughs> I, I laugh because it's like I can't believe they did that, but hey, why not? Yeah. Nothing leading up to there. It didn't betray the movie because it was like, it's not like it was going anywhere interesting to start with. Exactly. It's like when they killed the redneck guy, I'm like, oh, it was the most likable one. 
I would have followed that guy through the rest of the movie. Yeah. At least I thought he could have fought like Leatherface or something. But he did, and he died. Well, I mean, like I'm just saying, better than the rest of them. I, I just, if you would have told me that, like, hey, this movie has got social commentary, and then I watched it, it was like, does it? Right. It's like I mean, them holding up their phones and saying, "What did he say? I'm trying to get canceled, bro." Like, well, that not that particular part, but how he reacted to it gave me a laugh. Yeah. Like, I'm like, they just went through and killed him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it would have been funnier if he would have, like, sculpted off the side so he didn't want to be canceled. That would have been hilarious. I, like, I mean, Leatherface, really? like, cancel? It's yeah. like, no, no. Yeah. I, mean, I imagine Leatherface probably has a big social media presence. He does. What the hell has he been doing for 50 years? I mean, like, yeah, he's not killing anybody, bro. Posting, like, you know, lizard people, like, you know, conspiracy theories. Yeah. You know, he's a halfway house basically in texas so he's gonna be like you know he's probably like trading gold like or or probably a survival prepper uh yeah yeah. i can see that let's talk about let's talk about uh rob zombie um i don't think they have rob zombie movies what i was actually going to bring that up rob zombie oh I don't think we would have Rob Zombie movies if we didn't have the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, no, not at all. I was going to jokingly say, let's bring up the other remake, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> and, and Devil's Rejects, which is the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. Yeah. Right? Right? Um, it's it's crazy because I watch, I love Devil's Rejects. And there's so much Texas Chainsaw Massacre in Devil's Rejects. Um, and for me, it's the best double feature you could put together. It's yeah. Texas and and Devils. Yeah, it's nuts. Well, it's like I, I think Devils Rejects is um, it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. It's the Texas Chainsaw Two I wanted. It, yeah, it's it's that. It's yeah. it's the same plot basically. Yeah, but it actually has more of the tone of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought I was going to get from part two. Um, which I mean, now we moved on talking to Rob Zombie about Rob Zombie. Um, what are your feelings on House of a Thousand Corpses? I, I, have a, I, I hated it the first time I saw it. I hated I it the first time I saw it. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this bullshit? This yeah. is just a remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. And then and I rewatched it after Devils, and I was like, yeah, this is entertaining. This is fun. I, I was the same way. I was like, it's like, oh, I can't believe I hated this movie. I like it. Uh, Chris, I, I want to bring up, you remember me, you, and BJ went and saw uh, Lords of Salem in the theaters, and yeah. all three of us had the same reaction. We're like, what the fuck did we just watch? Right. And like, walk out upset. I've actually come around to loving that movie. Me too. And I think me too. I like it sometimes. So I'm better than you guys. <laughs> you have to let it sink in sometimes. I think you have like yeah. I think expectations of what he did last. We were expecting the Devil's Rejects. Right, we were spending the devil's reasons. We didn't get it. We got something else. We got to let that go. Rob Zombie's Rosemary's Baby. Yes, right. So it's and it's hard to shake something when they made something that you love, and you go see yeah. the next one and it's different. It's hard to shake that. But second viewing, you you realize it's a I, good movie. I, I like that movie enough. Like anytime somebody says like, "Well, Rob Zombie's only made one good movie," I'm like, mm, "No." Because House of Thousand Corpses is good. And I honestly think that Lords of Salem is, is a better made movie 
than uh, Devil's Reject. It's hard for me to say, but I actually coming around. If I have to be honest, that might be my favorite Rob Zombie movie now. Like before, it was Devil's Reject, and it doesn't make Devil's Rejects any worse. I no. still like that a lot. Right. It, it's just uh, I don't know. There's something about it, and it's like you know a lot of the criticism of his wife. Like you know, she's really good in that. She movie. is. She is so good in that. She's very good in that. So, yeah, it's like, yeah, Rob Zombie wouldn't have a, at least he wouldn't have a film career without Texas Chainsaw. Right. I, love, know, his, I love his first Halloween, too. I, I love part of it. Parts of it. Yeah. yeah. Parts of I, it. I don't, I don't like the redneck family. Like, I don't like all you that. You know, it hadn't feel Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, um, like, I like the special film in the asylum, and I like the actual remake of halloween that occurred after that see i don't like i don't like the beginning at all me neither um in the asylum i don't need any of that shit well i I like the i guess it's just because i like danny trejo like that's all it is i like danny trejo when he killed him he's like don't kill me mikey and i'm like no no don't kill him it's danny trejo yeah and i don't know i I guess i I thought about this because i knew we were talking about text chains all like Movies that feel like Texas Chainsaw that aren't that are probably better than some of the sequels. I was like, mm. "There's Motel Hell." Yeah, that that feels like right in line with the second Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which actually came out before that. Yeah, um, if you guys, I'm pretty sure, like you guys, you know, grew up on HBO uh, and saw Nothing But Trouble. Yeah, I've yeah, seen it. Right. That's right. Yeah. Remember it. You, you think about that, and it's like. It's like yeah. this is Croyd's Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but I need to watch that again. I haven't seen it since. Those- it, it's essentially that it's a it's a family of weirdos in some weird house. Right, they're cannibals. Uh, That's so true. I never I never put that together. It is a Texas Chainsaw ish movie. Yeah, it, it's got a lot of that formula there. Right from from Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> wow, uh, and it's like it's it's weird to me how like that Texas Chainsaw formula kind of spread out like i mean honestly i feel like a lot of the the torture porn stuff was kind of informed by at least the original yeah Uh, something i want to bring up about the original uh that we i don't think we touched on is there's actually very little gore in that movie oh yeah so now we're doing cleanup where we're going back and it's like, what do we not talk about? And well, like, I just thought about that. I'm like, like what is the most gore we see whenever his a, leg gets chainsawed? No, the, there's a blood spray when he he, he chainsaws uh, Franklin. Oh, okay. Right. But that's, still, not that's much. That, but it's not much. Like, I mean, honestly, uh, oh, God. Uh, I, well, I've talked about my parents let me watch anything, but I let my 11-year-old watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Didn't bother him. Yeah. And uh, when, when he saws Jerry... We we mostly see smoke and not any like blood splatter. Um, yeah, we we see you know Leatherface you know just that's right. it. Right, you don't see yeah. I mean, there's hardly any blood in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I really feel that other than the intensity, um, there's no. I don't think there's really much language. There's no nudity. And it was like this is this is the PG thirteen movie. Yeah, that's so intense. That's intense. Our, our rating. Yep. Rated PG. Fucking classic. Rated G. Classic. Let your children watch it. Yeah. Disney. Another thing, 
I, I, I want to, uh, I guess, play and clean up on going back to the, the good one. Uh, I don't know about it, you guys, but as roadside and low rent, I mean, if I if I'd known it was human meat, I probably wouldn't have bought any. But man, I, I really wish I could get barbecue from that place. If I thought it was cows or pigs, it looks good. It does. It's like even that stupid gross sausage that Franklin's chopping off. And, on, and like, those type of places are the places that have the best barbecue or whatever. It looks like just like yeah. Like when he, when he comes out with that paper bag of barbecue and like grease on it, it's like yes. Yeah. Yes. Why not? At the Why very not? least, I mean, Drayton knows what he's doing. He does. He does. He won the chili cook-off. He, he did. He probably would have won a barbecue cook-off if he hadn't right. had to <laughs> split town after this. I mean, when before he beats her with the broom, and you see that sausage cooking on that fire? Oh, God, it looks so good. So good. Like, I don't care if it's human meat, I don't think. <laughs> Just don't tell me. As long as it's somebody I don't know, it's okay. Exactly. Exactly. Right? It's like, how did this person? I don't even want to know how they did. They were hitting the head with a hammer. I'm sure. That's and it. that's probably quick. They don't even. They, they don't even know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. They don't care. The hammer to the head, uh, massacre. Franklin knew what happened. Franklin, and I doubt they they cooked Franklin. Which it, it happened I mean, quick, so I doubt he had too much pain. Well, I mean, right. he wasn't good meat. I mean, he was flabby. His legs yeah. had probably atrophied. There's right. nothing. Yeah, you're not getting anything good with it. I mean, you saw it in the second one. There's a skeleton in a chair. They're like, yeah, we're not bothering with that guy. Yeah. We'll keep him around. Poor Franklin. I'd like to dedicate this episode to Franklin. No, you can do all that. Everybody out Franklin can't hear you. He's dead due to chase. That's right. Yes, he's also dead. That's right. I don't know how he died, but it may have been from shame of playing Franklin. (laughs) Well, I still say he did his job yeah, he, good if he got people to like me to. He really was. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, this the I honestly think uh, among or I mean, you say like a lot of seminal horror movies like The Exorcist and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Halloween, yeah, Psycho in there. Um, aside from maybe Halloween's, you know, spawning the the slasher craze. I think there really hasn't been another one that that's had that kind of impact, even with a franchise that is hit or miss, mostly miss mm-hmm. uh, at best. That is a confusing continuity that doesn't exist. Uh, and I think it's a testament to just how, and it's weird because we, we this is the third episode we've done. I think we, we mentioned like, perfect movies or they've been mentioned before it's like yeah no movie's perfect it's like is the texas chainsaw massacre perfect it's pretty probably close. Damn close it's damn close it, it's it's about as close as as you're gonna get i still uh, say as far as the ramping up it's perfect in that regard yeah it's it's everything is as good as it needs to be uh nothing drags everything is just it's yeah let's we'll gush about this forever yeah and i think people like and like i said we we were at a screening of it and people that i got the feel that had never seen it were like you know what is this mm-hmm. kind of like you know i think it's become a thing you hear of and then you see it and like wow right because it it's not what you think it is 
Definitely but not. It's so, much, it's so much better than that. It's like, and I think that's where I get like this this recent one. It's like, yeah, we get the chainsaw masker. He's he's killing like dozens of people. It was like, who cares? Yeah. And never, like, have a family scene and the new one really upset me. Yeah, they should have had the board queen eat somebody. You can't. I don't think anyone's ever going to capture what they did the first time around. If no. someone ever asked me to make a remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I would literally just hand them my Blu-ray of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm like, here you go. Hey, here's what you need to do. Don't. Here it is. Don't. Don't. Here With it is. With that in mind, I, I think all three of us, uh, at least, we're so familiar with it, and we, we were like idea guys. So uh, let's let's see what we would do. How? Because the franchise is over. Yeah. This is. The, I'm sure this is going to be like the fourth ending. Or Netflix is going to probably greenlight a dozen of these things. I don't care. Right. But let's let's try to make one that's not embarrassing. All right. So uh, we'll we'll all make a suggestion a piece, and we'll Frankenstein something together out of this. We'll we'll make a leather mask out of it. Okay. Out of different people's ideas. Well, I, know, I know what my my idea initially is. Well, let's start simple ideas. I'll I'll, I'll go and it's like, you film it in Texas. Just do yeah, that. That's that's, that's, that's easy. I would set it between one and two. I agree. This is, this is not after two. This is somewhere between. This is wherever they ran before they ran to where they ended up. Right. And two. I'd say we shoot on sixteen millimeter film. You make it look as dirty as possible. Dirty. Uh, we, we uh, I, I don't care about whoever is going to be the meat. Uh, they cast whoever. I, I got the I got the casting uh, for uh, for Drayton. Gene McClendon. <laughs> now, for you guys that don't know him, he's the guy that we had done. Me and Chris have done plays with, and. Jared worked with him, and he's he's in uh, my uh, my Halloween fan film, The Curse of Jamie Lloyd. He plays the uh, sheriff in that. So if you want to see him, look at him in that. Maybe you'll see what I'm talking about. That's good casting. Like I, I that. Yeah. Um, let's see. Have Chop Top come back? Have the same guy play him, Bill Mosley. Yeah, he's 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 35 years older, but why not? I mean, he's gonna be in makeup anyway. But uh, yeah, do that. Texas, shoot it in 16 millimeter, make it look nasty, make it look dirty. And honestly, you gun for a tone somewhere between the two. Like yeah. it's not okay. as the second one, but not as serious. Not as, as deathly serious as the first, but still the grit and the the the, the cinematic stench. Right. <laughs> yeah. So we got that take place between those two. Um and just light on social commentary. Yeah. yeah. And don't overthink. And really strongly try to capture the looks of people from that time period. Right. Well, yeah, we we're doing a period piece. But let's, let's like put it way closer to part one than it is part two. Right. right. 1978. 1978, and they're in a, they've stopped in a Texas town, and there's people coming out of a screening of Halloween. They're like, oh, I hope nothing like that happens here. And it's like, oh, no, this is going to be way worse. It's gonna be way worse. Way worse. It's like, yeah, then we we got a commentary on oh god, we're going meta on this. I'm going meta. It's so hard to make a sequel without just making the first one again. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I think that's why I like the second one. Is it doesn't do that. It doesn't yeah, do that. Yeah. So what we got to do, like, if we're going somewhere between, we got to have our own vibe that sets it apart from the two. Right. Hmm. Uh, disco. Uh, that's what we'll do. It's not set in 1978. It's, uh, we've got a disco soundtrack. And... So, so the the first movie is Abandoned Old House, or not Abandoned Old House, but you know, their house that they're staying uh-huh. in, which I think are squatting in it, personally. That's my opinion. Uh, part two, it, what is it? Abandoned Amusement Park? Or something? Yeah, it's Abandoned Amusement So Park. let's say it's an abandoned old high school or something that got just left behind and they've taken it over. I mean, if, if you want to go culturally, the first one is like the aftermath of Vietnam, like, you know, and I, I guess that's what, you know, the the meat packing plant, the slaughterhouse shutting down was like kind of a metaphor for guys coming back from Nam messed mm-hmm. up. Um, and the second one, I guess the, you know, shut down amusement park, kind of a, a slight commentary on like the, you know, economic downturn and like abandoned buildings and stuff you'd see in the 80s that, you know, left over that from the 70s. Uh, then you said this one, this is the crazy end of the 70s. Then you yeah. could do that, it oh. would definitely be a different vibe. Mm-hmm. Leatherface on a disco floor, there you go. Yeah. Chainsaw, yeah. like lights, like it's Saturday Night Fever, but it's some small yeah. Texas town, and he's like, yeah. how, about, yeah. how about the plot is that these people. Their prom got canceled, so they start trying to throw their own prom. And it's oh God! They try. School. They try to footloose this, but but it, they didn't know that the high school was occupied by the family. Yeah, this is their their base of operations. While Drayton's perfecting his his so chili recipe, seeing a disco ball and all this stuff going on, lights while Leatherface just runs in there. Jamie oh. Jamie Lee Curtis thinks it's prom night, so she's like, "Where's prom? What is yeah. this? We've got yeah. a hit. We've got a hit." I think. Well, I honestly think if if we stick to the simple elements there, it's going to be better than three quarters of these. <laughs> That's so true. Very true. Um, let's see what what else we got to say. It's the. I guess we were playing cleanup before. We did a little uh, little movie pitch there. And if anybody hears this with the Texas Chainsaw rights, just uh, make it. There, there's something that that I I want to do. This is Chris related, not Texas Chainsaw related. Okay. Because I've been like, you know, I, I want to get every person to tell a true Hollywood story or a celebrity encounter that's an entertaining story. And I forgot to bring this up with Chris till now. Uh, uh, you told uh, me something. Yeah. I think the, the funnest story, true Hollywood story for me is I'm walking, I'm in not Hollywood, I'm a little bit south of Hollywood. And I'm coming from a, a commercial audition and I'm walking to the bus. And this girl's walking next to me to her car. She can't find, like, where she parked. And we're chit-chatting, whatever, whatever. And I get to a, a corner where she sees her car, so she goes left, and I keep straight. And I'm, like, I'm waiting for the light to change so I can walk. And, I'm, and I say, anyone ever tell you you look just like uh, Anna Ferris? And uh, <laughs> she's like, yeah, I get it all the time. And we part ways, and I look back, and I realize it was fucking Anna Ferris. And she went along with it. I, I don't know if she thought I was joking or she thought I was a fucking idiot. She's like, yeah, people tell me all the time, sarcastically. And then I realized as I walked away, I was talking to Anna Ferris for like three minutes and didn't think it was yeah. her. You uh, told me a, another story that I actually want to get you to tell, which is the David Faustino story. Oh, fresh, fresh to L.A., days into L.A. 
and I'm at Barney's Beanery and just hanging out with some friends I just met. And then David Faustino comes in. You know, some people notice him and they're like talking to him, whatever. So I go up to him and I'm like, Faustino! And I put my hand out and gives me some debt. I'm like, dude, what's up? He's like, what's up, man? How you been? This fucking guy never met me, but he doesn't want to lose face. So he's like, what's going on, man? How you been? I'm like, good, man. How you been? I haven't seen you in a while. Dude, I haven't seen you either. So this goes on for like 30 seconds. I'm like, all right, dude, I'm going to get back to my people. Good to see you. We hug. He's like, good to see you, man. And we part ways. And this poor guy, like, either he thought, I don't know if he felt bad because he didn't, you know, recognize me, but he wasn't supposed to recognize me because we never fucking met before. Yeah. That was quite funny. Um, I remember you telling me that, and I thought that was hilarious. He went along with that. Like, we had been pals for forever. You should have so, you should have stretched that out to like sitcom length. I should have. I should have. I mean, I should have pitched him an idea. I wish I wasn't fresh in LA. I would have pitched him something. Fucking. It's yeah, funny. I was thinking about that story like a couple of days ago, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I just remember you telling me that. Like, I, I love it. I think we even went to the place that you met him at. Well, one time, once I first we've been uh, there a few times. Yeah, 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 yeah I think that been. that's where you told me that. You told me you're like, oh well, yeah, we came here and. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I realized in my last episode, which you may not have heard heard this yet, but I told about how uh, on Love uh, went to the bar that we went to all the time. All and the then time. My, my stupid ass mentions what bar it is. And I'm like, what if he decided to start going back to that bar and now somebody's listening on this and they go up in there, hey, big worm, you know, and it's what? my fault. I mean... As, as long as the, the fire capacity is more than the 18 people that listened to the first episode. Yeah. But uh, those 18 people might travel. They might be rabid phase on all 18 fans. at once. They're right. going to go through the, that exact bar and they're going to mob him. Mob. They might they might want a piece of him, Brian. I, I just think it's funny. You want to get out of there alive. I think it's funny. We live like what? Like two blocks from that bar or whatever? Yeah. And me and you would. would Get as drunk as I don't know what and just stumble back. Go home. Yeah. Uh, those are the days. Good I can't time. drink like that anymore. I, I I drink like two beers. That's about it. Yeah, two two green beers today, which I guess technically you still got a few hours of St. Patrick's Day left. Yeah. It's it's always amateur hour at St. Patrick's. So I try to stay out of there. Yeah. Well they had, we had we we went out to do trivia and they had green beer and it was uh I honestly, if they would have told me at the end it was not alcoholic, I'd be like, yeah, I think so. Yeah. They only dye the bad ones green. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, well, have we, uh, we covered everything. I think so. Possible. Well, thanks uh, for having we, me on, guys. Is that anything you want to plug or anything? Or? Um, not yet. Not yet. I, I got some things in the works, but not, not quite. Plug myself <laughs> and Horst. Yeah. Well, I thank you so much for coming on and talk about this. We'll get you on here again for uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street two, one two. later. Yes, part two. In Elm Street. I, I, I already told somebody else they could do two, and I know Chris hates that. Oh. Fucking Movie Podcast.